This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here at the Big 8 tournament champion. Middle school basketball coaching legend and Duke basketball shooting coach in his mind, Austin Orman. Coming at you live from the heart of Lincoln, America, on air and online at theticketfm.com. Brought to you by Mary Ellen's Food for the Soul. This is On the Block with Stricken Austin. Yes, it is. Welcome to it. I'm Austin Norman. Most importantly, he's Eric Strickland. Glad you're with us here today. Uh, with you for the next two hours here from 2 to 4 Central Time, as we are every weekday right here on 93.7 The Ticket. Uh, not just on your radio, though. Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter have streams for you. And we also have a free app. That's right, a free app. Download and get podcasts. Everything 93.7 The Ticket on that app. Again, just search 93.7 The Ticket in your app store. Get that downloaded and make sure you don't miss anything. Stricky, how you doing today, my man? Uh, rain turns my day into a blah, blah, blah. Rain, rain, go away. But That's what your haters block. say. And I'm in here with my guy, Austin Orman, and I'm excited about it. So the mm. rain can hold off. I don't mind about it right now. I don't see it. When you're back here in the back part of the studio, I just saw it was on the way. And mm. and I'm I'm one of those guys that I think rain is beautiful. I think because it, you know, just kind of you know, wipes off, you know, cleansing. Yeah. It's a, it's a cleansing type of feeling. It's nothing better to sleep than when it's storming and raining to me. Mm. And, um, but when the sun's not shining for me, like I was shining bright yesterday with that, right. Uh, that, that, uh, bright shirt I had on, <laughs> um, I, I really feel enthusiastic. I feel good. I feel, you know, exuberant about life Mm-hmm. And, and and I said this before, Austin, man, I, I really do feel bad for people in places like Seattle and Portland where it literally rains and it's misty and it's dreary and it's mm-hmm. the majority of the days is like that. Right. And I learned a new lesson um, just about the area that. Uh, I didn't really know about until I would say in the, within the last 10 years, they don't have air conditioning in Seattle. Like majority of houses, they don't, they don't, they, it's like they don't need them hmm. because it, it, it doesn't get crazy, crazy hot. And the weather's kind of always moderate to cool. Yeah. So uh, most, hmm. most, some people don't have havoc and, you know, the internal, uh, air conditioning system. They just open windows, throw fans. I would not have guessed that. It yeah. makes sense when you when you talk about it like that. But yeah. I had family that lived in Seattle for, gosh, twenty years, and I didn't know that. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. I, I I didn't realize that too until I was at uh, uh, my brother in law's house, and I'm like, uh, it's kind of hot outside, bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, how come it's hot in here? Are you gonna turn the air on? He's like, we don't have air conditioning. I was like. I, 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 what? <laughs> <laughs> did, yeah. the, did the hotels you stayed at in Seattle oh, yeah, and Portland do. have AC? Yeah, they do. They, they do, you know, but, uh, I, I was quite surprised when we, we had fans blowing and, and, and I, and I was reminded as a kid living in Alabama, um, you can't do this these days just because, um, I think 
I think we've lost a lot of moral codes mm-hmm. in life that we didn't have back then. I, I remember we used to never lock our doors. Really? Yeah, never. Hmm. Um, I remember, Austin, when the community literally was a community. Um, they really looked out after each other. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Um, I remember as kids, like, just just go now and really, for the most part, not not in a microcosm, but in a macro sense of thinking. Go into neighborhoods now and you just don't see kids playing the same way. I understand it because the moral codes have shifted. People now are kidnapping kids in broad daylight and you got all these different things. So you kind of want to keep your eyes on them. Whereas in my day, it was go outside. We we were so creative, Austin. We were mm-hmm. finding ways to create games and systems. It was rock throwing. It was we used to go and walk in paths and go down the creeks and we would play we would play baseball in the in the circle. So like we mm-hmm. had these circles and so we created like these little mini stadiums in our imagination. And we would play with tennis balls, and, and this is what made us good. Like people are like Strick, you know, you you know, you didn't play baseball, but how how did you get? We we would hit a tennis ball with a little skinny stick, and we would mm-hmm. play fast pitch. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So, I just thinking about just times and reflecting and and things of those times, man, and you, you just don't see it. Like you send kids out today, Austin, and they'll stand around and they won't know what to do. They'll be or they'll be on their phones creating TikToks. <laughs> you know, that's the age. Unfortunately, of the day, right? they're good at it. Yeah, but yeah. unfortunate. But so yeah. you're definitely onto something there because even in my neighborhood, a lot of little kids hardly see them out and about without parent supervision. Yeah. and we live in a you know nice, quiet little neighborhood, and that's fine. And I love it, and it's great. How much of that too, though, Strick, is kids are getting put into organized activities so much earlier? Like youth sports are True. starting, you know. At age five and six, when you're out there and you're in one every season, right? You're not just playing, you know, t-ball once a week in the summer. It's, you know, you're starting to actually pitch to kids. You have coach pitch. You're playing multiple times a week. Or in the winter, you're not playing out in the snow. You're you're in a basketball league. Yeah. Again, that's good stuff. But how much, I wonder, of that has, has organized sports replaced that, that free flow and creativity where you learn other skills? I I think you that that's a great that's a great great point. Um you know like I I would say as kids we just got out there went to the elementary school and just played soccer. Mm-hmm. Whereas you you're probably right. Now they just kind of get them together 3 4 years old, 5 years old and they let them run around and kick balls and you know um they they do those things now. So you you're probably they, that could be a big switch to it. Uh I would say in off season what I'm some things that I'm seeing now is like um um kids are being trained uh at a younger age more skill type of stuff with like going into batting cages. Like we used to just go to a batting cage where you put a little coin thing in, mm-hmm. you take your bat and they would just they would these little, you know, the machine would just spit balls and you would, you know, mm-hmm. swing and do that. But now, like, there are kids that are going to get trained, like, by specialty baseball guys on hitting technique and, you know, just different things like that. So, yeah, man, it's beautiful. I, th- I think it's I think it's quite dope to, to, to watch the changes. But my, my issue is, is it effective? My also issue that I want to spit back to you is, 
are we burning kids out? You know what I mean? Um, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll take a caller. Uh, but I, I want to just make this last point, and then you can speak, and then we can take the caller. We'll, 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 we'll take you in a second. Hold on there, caller, for a second. Um, but but uh, lastly, are we, are we pushing kids too hard? Because we've lost an element of just allowing kids to grow into or develop into or and acquire a love where I think parents at some point begin to push and then kids at some point give push back because really they are maybe artistic or mm-hmm. maybe they're musical and they they're being pushed into sports and, and something's being eliminated from that part of it. Right. I mean, I remember my, my first memories of playing sports were, you know, playing catch in the backyard with my dad, yeah, uh, shooting hoops with my brothers out across the street and, and you know, growing up with neighbors and maybe mm-hmm. not the first house we lived in, but when we moved, we would, you know, play with the older kids on the block. It's just fun to be included there. And you definitely need to have the organization aspect of it to teach kids, you know, the teamwork and to get a system in place. But I think you're right, Strick, in that a lot of cases it's become about the parents. I want my kid to do this. Mm-hmm. I see all the money, <clears throat> excuse me, in, in athletics. So if I can get my kid started earlier, mm-hmm. make him make him or her that especially good that could be good for us in the long run instead of it being about the kid in growth and development and organic. Right. Yeah. And I don't think it's, you know, bad or wrong to get kids into these sports. I just think it's different, you know? And I think we as a society are still adapting to that different, you know, you need to have that, that creative open flowing part of your brain established with, with growth too. That's why that, you know, organic just outside playtime where you can be creative is so good. It's also good to learn structure, to learn teammates, yeah. to learn systems. But we're just creating different types of people yeah. with different mindsets. I, I, there's got to be a balance, doesn't yeah. there? You can't just do one or yeah. the other. Yeah. Let's go to the phones. Uh, we have Matthew and Hickman on the line. Matthew, what's on your mind today, man? Hey, fellas. I, first of all, I appreciate everything you guys do for the community, man. Uh, BJ, you guys, are, you guys are all awesome here. I've got a. I've coached this same group of kids since they were seven and eight, and uh, I coached the Lincoln Sox. They're now twelve and thirteen years old, and I think a lot of what you guys are discussing here goes to the coaching style, right? So, me personally, I know I'm different than a lot of different coaches, but I have myself, and then another non-dad coach, and then I have two dad coaches on the on the team, right? So we get to see both sides of it. How does this look like from a coaching side? How does this look like from the parents' side? And then going back to instilling the love, you, that, that's done at such an early age. And we have to remember, these kids, I, I, the one thing that bothers me the most is when we hear the adults in the room, and not that you guys ever would. I think you guys talk about the youth with respect in class. But, when the, well, they're just 10 or they're just 11. No, 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 no. These are the future leaders of our community. These are the future, the future, the people that are going to be taking care of us when we're old and we can't do so. So when that time comes, I don't want to hear anybody talk about, oh, the, this year or this generation, this this generation, that unless they've done something to help mold these these young athletes and they become better students, better friends, better uh, sons, better, and then the athletes will come. Right? If we can instill showing up on time, being early, mm-hmm. yes sir, no ma'am, mm-hmm. to your jersey, running to your position, the rest of the stuff will come. And and then going back to the burning them out, create a create a fun atmosphere to where you're learning and still getting better, but having fun doing so, then they want to be there. It's not up yeah. to mom and dad. Yeah. I love you guys, man. I'll shut up and listen. Appreciate you. Great stuff. Thank you, Matthew. Appreciate the call. Great stuff. And to, to his point, Strick, I'm, I'm going to lead you into this one. 
there are a lot of guys like me out there who played in high school, who enjoyed it, but they didn't make it that far. There are so few of you that played as a kid, that played in high school, that played in college, that did it for a job for darn near a decade. There are, you're lucky, you're blessed to be where you are with gifts that the rest of us don't have. And I think parents want to see you and their kid all the time when more often than not, they're me. We can enjoy it, but we're not going to reach those heights. So it's more important for those of us to develop other skills. Now, I'm lucky because you developed all the skills. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're just an athlete. Please don't yeah. take it that way. No, no, no. no, like, no. You, you developed as a person. Clearly, I see that every day. But you were also you know, blessed with physical gifts that not everyone has. The love for the grind that not everyone has. And I hope as parents and coaches, if we see a kid lose that, we either A, try what we can to help them rediscover it, or B, listen to what they're telling us when they say, not nah, just time for me to find something else. Well said. Um, very, very, very good point. Um, I will also just add on to that is we, we've, we've gotten, and, and this goes outside of, bat, uh, of sports. This, just, this, this also goes outside of sports. Um, when I look around, because I've had the privilege of also teaching. Um, I actually have a license. Like, if I wanted to teach, I could, right? You do every day on the so show. So, I've done, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've done quite a bit. And, and I actually did it, and I wanted to understand, um, and, and I went into the special education form. I wanted to understand a little bit more about these kids and, um, you know, where they are and how can we help them to really become better, right? Um, I find, I found that the system's broken, Austin, and some may agree and some may not. I think we have done a disservice, a disservice. And when you listen to Matthew speak, um, I think he's talking a little bit more beyond just, just the coaches. It, it, it goes into how effective are we in our kids' educational life? We've basically in a lot of ways have just turned the kids over the school system, the, you know, um, have become the parents in a lot of instances. Right. And sometimes the coaches become that. And it's, it's, it's been sad to watch because I remember the discipline. This is really why I didn't, didn't keep teaching because I got to a point with the disrespect, um, the the way that some of these as you got older like if I was would have stayed in it it would have been at the middle school level mm-hmm. where you can still you still can capture them a little bit but when you get to the high school level there there were times when I did sub and I'm not going to lie to you I'll, you know we keeps it we keeps a trail right here on the block there were times where <sighs> you talking to the wrong one like that dog what Watch how you're talking to me, young man. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, I had a dad that was a lieutenant colonel in the Air Force. And there was moments when I, I, I halfway bucked up on Pops. And Pops was, you know, 6'1", 220, and, and rocked. Oh, yeah. And I had to pause a minute and say, <laughs> wait, wait, you, you're getting kind of outside yourself. And, and one time he tested me, Austin. He said, um, he said uh, oh, so you, you ready to test your manhood? And I said, uh, if you ever watched Friday, the movie Friday, and there was a moment on Friday where Debo, um, Tiny Lister, uh, RIP to Tiny Lister, 
uh, Debo basically said, oh, you want some of this too, old man? And uh, <laughs> great comedian, I can't remember his name right now, but he pointed up, he lifted up his hand to the sky and he said, no. <laughs> that's what that's what Stricky did when it was, I sh- shut my mouth up and went right on in that room. But that's what kind of gave me pause because I would much rather not go to jail for having to knock one of them out. Mr. Garvey style. You know what I'm saying? Then, then to just say, you know what, I, I, I'm sorry. I pause. This also happened to me coaching too. It was a couple times. It's just I, I'm built different, and so, um, so I think it goes both ways. I think the you know the parents also want to be engaging in the whole process, mm-hmm. not just the sports process, but also the educational process. Because my dad set me down, Austin. He said this, and I and I'm done. He said, "How many um, how many athletes, son, do you think um, make it to the next level?" Well, Dad, I saw it in my dreams. I, I'm going to the NBA. I'm the NFL, one of them. I don't know, but I, I know I'm going. I was a mediocre student at that time. And um, he says, what if you what if you uh, break an ankle? What if you lose a knee? What if something happens to you? What if you get in a car wreck? What are you going to do then? That hit so home to me that from that moment on, outside of the fight, the one fight that I told you I had mm-hmm. where I got kicked out and we lost by one point in the state tournament to Lincoln East, that that situation right there turned my whole mindset, and I became an uh, an A B student, honor roll student, academic, academic all big eight. eight. I, I I learned just from that short conversation because of the engagement my father had mm-hmm. in my life as a as a young man, cared about all facets to the point where he even would take it away from me if I didn't operate with excellence in school. Mm-hmm. And that hurt me more than anything any kid, any person, any teacher or anybody could have ever done to me was my father taking those things away from me. Absolutely. Yeah. Dads, we appreciate you. Moms, we appreciate you. Love your family. They love you. They're yeah. looking out for you. I hate to have to stick a pin in this conversation. That, that was great stuff. But speaking of family, Splash Brothers, Stephen Clay. Yeah. Who's responsible for him? Strick, you sent something about that my way uh, late last week. We're going to finally get a chance to dive into it here next. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about uh, Warriors-Lakers. Is this the end for the Splash Brothers? Plenty more in the Western Conference uh, semis coming up next.